Hey, Phil. Hello. How you doing? <laughs> hey, I'm trying to figure out the lighting on this thing. One second. I just got my kid out of my hair. You know what that's like. I do. No one's running around out there with a microphone. So, yeah. <laughs> it's like I had to banish him to the upstairs, you know. I, I know all about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, how you been, mate? Great. Yeah, it's great. We, re we rehearsed. Everything's great. It sounds amazing. The album's out. Sounds great. Everything's just incredible. So, we, we start next week in Atlanta on the 16th. Whoa, Atlanta. Nice. I know. That's great. Um, is your daughter in Savannah going to come? She is, yeah. Savannah and Charlotte, they're, they're out there, so they're going to come because I'm going to go out there first, see them for a couple of days, and then they're going to come out. Yeah. If you notice behind me, I found it. It's a flag that you guys all signed. Wow. Yours is upside down. It says, um, hi there, baby Phil, but yours is upside down. And, or, or I don't know how it was, but. Perhaps it's an Australian flag. Is this Vivian Goldbell? Is that what he? Was he what? Vivian Gold something bell. I don't know. Oh, it's Campbell. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's Rick. I mean, Rick Savage, Rick Allen, Joe and you. So I got that. There you go. No bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be first. I, you know, that's how I, when I first met you, you had a shirt on like that. And, or your, no, your shorts were like that. Let me say. <laughs> yeah, and, and the shirts. We had the shirts and the, the sleeveless shirt and the shorts. I love that. You guys should come back with that sleeveless Union Jack shirt again. I think it would go over really well. I think so. It's the fit, though. It was kind of a bit, you know, it was early 80s. So it was that, that kind of fit. I would wear it. I would, I would love one, actually. But um, That would be cool, huh? Yeah, like retro. Why not? People. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll put that forward. I just heard somewhere today. I mean, I posted in a Def Leppard group on Facebook. Hey, do you have any questions for Phil? And um, they were saying, does he know that the album just went number one in some rock today? Right? Yes. Well, I heard that. That's great news. In the in the rock chart, in the Billboard rock chart, it, it it's it's different now. The way that the charts are because they're streaming and they take that in consideration. It went in number 10 on overall, that's sales and streaming. Went in number one on the rock chart. It went in number two on physical, like vinyl and CDs or whatever they buy now. And it was the highest new entry of, in the top 10, a new, song, new album. So pretty confusing, but there's all these things. So yes, doing great, but yeah. But I mean, that's amazing before the tour even starts, you know, like when the tour starts, it's probably going to get up higher, you know. Hopefully. Yeah. And I, I just think just giving us a bit of um, a position so you can actually see who we are and stuff like that. You know, it comes to give us a bit of a um, all, all of a sudden we're here. We actually exist type thing, you know, especially after COVID and everything. What, what is that thing behind you? Is that to show how tall you are? <laughs> yeah. So that was Jackson. February the 10th. I don't even see that. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. Cute. That's all the way. Yeah. Americans do it the old fashioned way. Usually they just, they do, a, they take a pencil on the wall. <laughs> well, I've got that. We're, the other doors that, that way in the other room. So we oh, got that good. as well. Go stand up again. Let's see how tall you are. Come on, then. Well, I'm 5'7. 
Five seven. Five seven. Yes, they can't. Actually, I'm huge. It doesn't even go up that far. But yeah, I'm five seven. Oh. <laughs> That's cute. I so I did get a bunch of um fan stuff from the uh, from the group there, the um the Def Leppard group. Because they like to ask, you know, and why not? It catches you off guard. You never know what they're going to ask, right? Absolutely. So, a lady named Gailey Harris. Hi, I'm a librarian in Montgomery City, Missouri. What is Phil's favorite book and why? Favorite book? Let me think about that. But yes, I, I read all the time. So I'm, I'm yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of books that made a, an impact. You know, it was a great book by Anthony Burgess. It was called Burn. It was kind of done in poetry style. I mean, it was really cool. Anthony Burgess wrote Clockwork Orange. Oh, okay. But this, this, he wrote this a story. Book, he wrote a book of poetry as well. But it's not. It's about, it's, it's about this scallywag, this Irish scallywag. That, that goes through, it, it's just really interesting. It's done in, in such an interesting way. I mean, there's loads of books. I'm, I'm, I'm reading a really good book now and I kind of lost it, but I found it again. It's called Edge of the World. It's about the center of the, the, the world used to be, and civilization used to be the North Sea. So it's like the Vikings and the Frisians and the, you know, the English and the, the all of them converging. They didn't realize until the Chinese Silk Route and, and it's just like in the Middle East and everything. But it's fascinating. It's like from, you know, 700 and something. What's the name of the book? Edge of the World. Edge of the World. By Michael Pye, I think. Yeah. P-Y-E. Yeah. That's that's really, it's really interesting. Fascinating. And and the, the really great thing about historical books is everything is exactly the same as it, as it was before. And, you know, yeah, they say, History doesn't repeat itself, it, it constantly rhymes. So you, whatever's happening now, it's just like a play. It's like, and you've got different actors in it. Yeah. So when you read something like this, you, there's all these slaughtering and these monks and everything, they're going to, these Vikings are going to Scotland and then they're settling in and, and trading with the Dutch who are called, anyway, it's fascinating, yes. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, it, it really does. I mean, history sort of does, repeat itself except now with internet it's going to be the same thing but with more modern um stuff yeah i've noticed that too like you know people talk about the book 1984 and they go huh (laughs) absolutely yeah it's happening (laughs) you know then we have brian hackett in san diego who branded you the terra twins um phil wilkie who was our um monitor guy we used to call him side fills his name was phil and it was side fills that's what they call them thing anyway he um he said me and steve got into trouble once and he goes oh here come the terror twins and it kind of stuck okay yeah right kind of like uh frank zappa called me dr dot and i said there you go oh that was wow he christened you that's pretty cool well, I mean, he could have called me Dr. Poop and I would have said, I'm taking it, whatever. It's Absolutely. No, Dr. Dot's great, yeah. Um, then Mark White in Dallas, very interested in his time with Girl and Dumb Blonde. Yeah, me too. I mean, it was pretty, um, the girl stuff was like crazy. It was like, that's what I thought rock bands, I, I thought, oh my God, when, you know, when you get in, when we started in Def Leppard, we started getting big and playing bigger places. I thought this is going to be insane. But the girl period was way more insane and debauched and 
all the above, really very rock and roll. And um, we was only playing smaller places, but, um, you know, we were a London band. It was kind of post-punk and it was kind of glammy. It was kind of like a, if you crossed New York Dolls and Aerosmith, it kind of sounded a bit like that. But um, so, yeah, it was it was fun. It was a, it was a great learning curve. And, um, you know, and, and Simon Laffey, who, who was the bass player, I, I just played on his his new album. He's just got a, a, an album out. So, I, uh, you know, he was yeah in Man Rays with Paul Cook from the Pistols. And I don't know if you've seen that new Pistols movie, Pistol. That's, that's pretty cool on Hulu. It's um, a five or six part. And How do you it, even find time to sleep? You're so busy. Like you're, you're on other people's albums. Well, yeah, I know. Well, I, I do everything. I, I record on this computer that, that I'm oh. talking. I've done the whole album on, on this and just plug in and do the vocals there. And you, you can do, I mean, I was doing demos in hotel rooms and stuff like that. And some of this stuff ends up on the album. It's, it's pretty amazing. You don't have to be together in a... No. Oh, okay. No, you, you can just... Uh, and it's so much easier doing it this way. And I, I think every, with everything, it's like reading or seeing a movie. It's like, oh, I've got 20 minutes. I can do this now. And, you, you know what it's like when, especially with kids, you, you, you're like, your time's like, well, I've got 20 minutes and make it count. Or yeah. you can, yeah, or, or not do that. And I, I think it's, it's great when you get into the thing of doing all these different things. It's kind of neat. And another thing, it saves money on studio time, doesn't it? Huge amounts. I, I think there was a lot of waste, but I think it's more inspiring as well. I, I actually think um, I got a lot more inspired doing it this way. I think when, when you go to a studio, my, my big problem is you're waiting around for someone and someone's waiting for you. So you feel a bit rushed and sometimes you don't get an idea out totally. It doesn't, doesn't come to fruition because someone else has suggest something. And before you know it, that that's gone. So doing it this way, it was really cool. I mean, during the, you know, I spoke to you the last time I was actually going to the beach. I used to go, in the morning, like six o'clock and go swimming in the sea. And I did that during lockdown. And that was, that was great. It was like, you know, it'd still be dark and the moon was out and it's like, awesome. And- Still doing you know, that now? Are you still- No, I, I stopped doing it. I do do the, the cold shower thing or cold <laughs> plunge in the pool, but even that is heated up now. So it's, it, the sun heats it up. Like after, after May, you know, you can't really do a cold plunge. It looks like you got some sun. You look. You I look did. Cool. I was. I was sitting out there with, with Jackson today, and I yeah, just run up and down the hill. Look tanner than me. Um, <laughs> speaking of side projects and stuff, last time we spoke, you said your other thing, um, Quadrant Four. You said you were going to make a video. Did you ever make that video? We did. Yeah. So it's um, that's really cool. It's me, Forrest Robinson, and Craig Martini on bass. Forrest Robinson on drums, and uh, it's kind of like a, a shred jazz rock fusion thing from early 70s billy cobham had this album called spectrum and, and there was this song um with tommy bolan on guitar and yan hammer on keyboards and uh it, it, it was it's just amazing him, him on drums and it had um lee sklar who played bass and you may have seen him he played with everybody he's got a long beard and yeah. he's just amazing so and i actually got to play with him um, a few years ago, we actually done this song as well. But yeah, we it's up and it's out. It's called Quadrant Four, Phil Collins, and it's yeah. I'm so it's a video on YouTube, or where can people see the yeah. video? Oh, okay. Yeah, YouTube. Yeah. Right. I was waiting for that to come out. Um, wait a second. Let's go. Oh yeah, Gina Murray from Brisbane. Please ask him when are the band coming back to Australia? From Gina, a Def Leppard devotee since thirty six years, and please give Sav my love. 
Okay, I'll, I'll see Sav next week. Um, I just spoke to my friend Kevin Pratt, who's a guitar player in, in Sydney, actually. So um, I was just talking to him and he was just saying, when are you coming out and all that stuff? Um, we've been having requests and we, I think now that everyone knows we're actually really going on tour, us Motley, Poison and Joan Jett, um, it's, we're getting requests in. So we are going to do Europe next summer, that's for sure. And we're getting requests from South America and Australia and Japan. So we, the Australia-Japan part would be either earlier in the year or, or after. You know, if you, if you go, OK, we've got Europe in, in next summer, we've got to fit this stuff in and around it. So... Right. Okay. So it's either before next summer or after next summer. Yes. Probably. Yeah. Um, and every, I mean, most fans replied in that string of questions. They said, well, it's not up to the band. It's up to the promoter. So absolutely. You know. Yeah. Um, Hemi Millard from Ohio. I met them a few years ago and I asked Phil about Joe slapping him in the me and my wine video, but I totally can't remember what he said. You can see the what the hell man look on his face. Maybe you could ask him about that and remind me what he said. Um, I didn't know what he said, but he really slapped me and I was kind of shocked. So I was like, what? So, and, and they got it in the, in the video. So it was kind of cool. We, um, we, we done that video at someone at this house and we didn't realize that they'd borrowed their mum's house to shoot a rock video and we thought it was just like some rented thing but it was someone's mum and we're like oh crap you know we we kind of being disrespectful because you know you just thought whatever it's someone's house it doesn't really matter it was, we found out someone's mum you actually felt really bad but yeah the, the the slack was 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 a genuine one yeah wow it's kind of like the um chris rock and will smith slap like like that not as shocking as that it was not as hard as that either yeah it, it, it was done with no malice it was done with uh, all, all, all love a love slap you know okay, a love slap okay. <laughs> um don schiller from concord california will he ever bring out on tour his original black ivanaz destroyer dt555 guitar from the pyromania videos so it's in cleveland at the rock and roll hall of fame uh, museum so that, that's where it is at the moment. And I do occasionally bring that out. Um, and I, it, it's, got a, it's got a little brother that's, that's kind of the same. Oh. Uh, but I've actually got a Jackson guitar. They, they, they made one that's like that. And it's just badass. And I actually play that on tour. Oh. So it's like a replica. Yes. Um, but the, but the, like I said, the other one's in Cleveland. So Yeah. Okay, so you can't take that one. Bar but having said that, I, I, my Bella Lugosi one was in, in Cleveland for years and we, we played there one night and I said, can I get it out the case? <laughs> Bring it back later on. So they, they, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame people brought it down, a tech put new strings on, played it, gave it back to them, they put it in a case. I mean, I've got it with me now. It's going to be on tour this year. But, uh, well, maybe if you yeah. play Cleveland, if you go to Cleveland, maybe you can do the same thing. I could do, but my... my Current guitars are the best ones I've ever had out on tour. They've just like really souped up. I've had some of my older ones redone, like new pickups, new hardware, and they just just monstrous. Instead of getting new guitars, I've actually got a bunch of old ones that are all kind of souped up, which is interesting. So they're retired, those guitars, they're retired. Well, they were, but now they've come out and they're, they're better than they ever were. They've got oh, you know, okay. titanium stuff on them and... Well, I mean, men, men tend to take old antique cars and work on them until they're beautiful again, right? So why not? Absolutely. And I, I heard that they're doing, you can get your 
classic car EV'd, you can get an electric version of it. So you can have like an old E-Type or a Porsche or something or a Mustang. Awesome. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Like an old SS uh, Chevy, like my dad used to drive an yeah. SS Chevy, like a, but with a new motor and new windows yeah. and all that. Oh, that Muscle car. Yeah, that would be really great. Anyway, they've started doing that. I mean, I, apparently it's like 30 grand, but if you're, if you're in love with your car and you don't want to get a new one and you want your one to be electric, then it's actually a good deal. Yeah. All right. So we got, um, wait, um, Barb Dubay from Denver. I've been following them since middle school. I have sat on my tickets for three years now. Can you ask if they're going to play all their old stuff for the show in Denver, Colorado, please? And thank you. We're going to play you're going to love it whatever stuff we're going to do a bit of everything so yeah okay yeah how could you not after three years they'll be excited debbie wenzel Cricko. i saw an interview with helen collin months ago someone asked her what her favorite def leppard song is her reply was that she couldn't say because it hadn't been released yet Ooh. so my question to phil is what is helen's favorite def leppard song now that d SH is out and it was obvious it's on this album. Right. So it's a song called Angels. Um, a song that Joe wrote on the piano. And when, when we recorded it, we got uh, Mike Garson, who was David Bowie's pianist from Aladdin Sane. So if you remember that beautiful piano solo and Lady Grinning Soul. And actually he was with David Bowie until he died. It's actually on his last stuff as well. But um, Joe was doing some... Um, some work with with him. They were doing these uh, Bowie tribute things on on Bowie's birthday, and uh, he asked him. He actually Joe found that Garson said he's up for playing on the album. I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is great because he's you know he's our favourite guy. So we were thrilled about that. And the song Angels is just beautiful. It kind of it's it reminds me of a, a bit like a, a early Elton John, like Madman Across the Water, you know, Tumbleweed Connection, early stuff like that. And by the time it gets to the end. You know, I'd do a big old guitar solo on it and gets in there and it actually sounds like Pink Floyd, like it should be on Dark Side of the Moon. So it's it really goes through all the, the stuff there. It's beautiful. And I, I love it. So it's one of my favorites on the album. Oh, I'm excited to hear it. Is, is Helen around? Tell her I said hi. Hi, Helen. I will. I will. She's in the other room. I can hear little ones squeaking, but, you know, <laughs> you run around with a microphone. <laughs> They're so cute. Um, Michelle Ben Sasowski, Baltimore, Maryland. What is your favorite Terra Twin story that can be told? I'm sure there are a few that will never see the light of day. <laughs> well, there's there is so many. There's they're so ridiculous. And um, there, there was once we were in, we got so drunk. We we were in Biarritz in in south of France, and uh, we went out. And I I remember. I think I, was, I threw up, we got so terribly drunk, like, you know, clothes off dancing on a bar in, in some weird pub, buying the whole bar drinks and my wallet was empty, just all stupid stuff. And we used to share rooms. So, so when our European tours, because we didn't have any money. So we, this was, although Pyromania was out, you know, we were still vastly in debt. And me and Steve used to share a room. And so, I remember we, we, there was a knock on the door and it was Rick Allen's brother who was our tour manager, Robert, and he brought my shoes in. And it just didn't say anything, gave me my shoes. And I'm like, what's that? And I said to Steve, what, 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 what was that all about? He said, I have no idea. Do you remember what happened last night? I said, no, I don't remember us getting back here. 
I don't remember any of this stuff. And this used to happen quite a lot, fairly dangerous stuff. You, you know, you'd be in Amsterdam and you'd get, be out in the middle of Amsterdam doing all sorts of whatever. And then you'd wake up and you'd be back in Hilversum or Lowstrecht, which is a little village, and you had no recollection of how we got there. <laughs> so this used to happen a lot. And that's actually, in the end, why I stopped drinking. It was like these kind of weird, you know, blackout moments. And it's almost like, you know, parallel universe stuff where you had no idea what was going on until people said, oh, my God, you should have seen you last night. Yeah. You did. So to me and Steve, used to, that used to happen quite a bit. And, and that was absolutely the catalyst for me. Uh, probably shouldn't do this anymore. So how many years have you been sober? 36 I, it's 1987 was was um my old girlfriend Liz it was her birthday uh, which is in March and we was in Paris and I said oh, I'm gonna have a glass of champagne I'm not gonna drink after this and she said all right I'll join you and, and, and that was it so yeah that's, so wow. 1987 huh I mean maybe that's why you look so young because alcohol oh, it, it ages people right it does, and it just confuses you. I know with, with me personally, I couldn't do the, the social drinking thing. I couldn't say, oh, I'll have a glass of wine because I'd be finishing the bottle and drinking a bottle of Jack Daniels by the end of the week. So it, it wasn't really that. I probably could do it now, but I'm not even bothered about doing it. So it's, it's yeah, it's, it's fine. But I feel great, and I think, yeah, that's partly something to do with it. So you think, um, I mean, from what I've observed, I've been backstage since 83, you being the first rock star I ever had my hands on. Um, I've noticed that since then to now, rock stars and pop stars alike have traded drugs and alcohol for video games and massage, pretty much. You know, well, I see a lot of people playing video games on their tour. Yeah. And yeah. Been spending their money on chiropractors and massage. Well, you have to. I think something really started shifting in the 80s like before that you know it was 50s 60s especially the 70s it was very artistic it was a artistic expression it was all that that was celebrated it became a business and then so all of a sudden you got to look after yourself it's like you can't you can't fall over you can't get drunk you can't do these things otherwise it doesn't work anymore so you have to start looking after your bodies and, and obviously you know getting massaged and chiropractic all of that just really helps it's like you know a sports team it's like they're gonna you i remember soccer players in in the 70s and and earlier they'd come off and they'd smoke half time and they'd have a quick nip of a drink you couldn't do that now you know you see like ronaldo and messi they're, they're like science projects and everything like you know nba you know that you know tom brady I mean, he's, I've, I've got to say, you know, hats off to Tom Brady. It's like pretty amazing what he does. He really looks after himself. And they go, oh, he's a freak of nature. He's, no, he's just really smart. And it, it's logically, he goes, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to eat that. I'm going to do stretches. I'm going to do a light workout. I ain't going to prove anything. You know, he's, he's proved it all. So, yeah. you know, I, I, I respect that. And I kind of, I get inspired by that as well. And I think that's what, that's what you have to do if you want to be in the long haul. Yeah, because your body is your tool and your health is your wealth. Yes, absolutely. Without your health, you have nothing. Right. Yeah. And, and it was such a pity to lose people like Bon Scott and Keith Moon over silly things and Janis Joplin and Jimi Hendrix and, you yeah. know, and Whitney Houston. We lost so many great artists 
because they didn't know how to say no and they had maybe the wrong people around them and stuff. And so I like to preach health and I know you do. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, always, you know, it's, it's so important. And especially have I have a personal question. You're a vegan. I'm trying. Yeah. I'm, I hardly ever eat meat and I find myself dizzy a lot. I eat the same salad every single day. And I notice that um, I'm seeing little stars and I'm getting dizzy and I'm asking you, how do you get protein? I think I'm lacking protein. Why well, a lot of protein? And, and sometimes I, I'll add powders to some of my smoothies. Like I'm, I'm making a acai bowl every day. So I have like tons of fruit and, and like two cups of spinach in it. But I put protein powder in it as well. And it tastes like... Favorite, which is your favorite protein powder? So I can... I know just, actually, there's the one called Orgain, I think. But there's... The, actually, Tom Brady's got one out called TB something. And I was get using that. That tastes great. The vanilla one. So yeah, just throw that in. You know, okay. I'm I want to make sure it doesn't have soy in it because I, I heard soy has too much estrogen in it and it makes you. I, I think you got a really. Like, I, I eat soy products and it doesn't bother me. You know, it's like, you know. You're not, you're not growing any boobs. That's the cleavage part. Perhaps that is what it is. Oh my god. Yeah. No. No. It's um. It, it's fine. I think anything kind of like that. You know. You obviously don't kill yourself with it eating too much but i eat seton I, I have tempeh a lot so these are all real high protein that's 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 kind of like a it's, it's from a soy tempeh and protein powder yeah so you don't have eggs because you're a vegan no no don't have eggs don't have milk i eat nuts i got a serious nuts problem i like eating them it's like cashew nuts i love them brazil nuts if you can eat them hazelnuts great awesome but, but yeah, I, I, salted, or salted or unsalted, or does it matter? Yeah, you shouldn't really have them salted, but I love salted ones. It's one of my weaknesses, so it's kind of like I have some weakness. Absolutely, yeah. Um, then yeah, Deep Purple Jimi Hendrix. I I know we've talked about Jimi Hendrix, and you love him. We're curious, like, who do you think would be the the biggest influence on you and your guitar playing? Deep Purple or Jimi Hendrix? I mean, completely different topic now. Yeah, but I, I guess the first show I ever saw was Deep Purple, and it was Richie Blackmore standing in front of me with a Strat. And so it's the reason I stand on that side of the stage. It's the reason I got a Strat. And it was all of, the, all of that. So that was the most inspired moment. It was like, oh, my God. But as I got into it, as I kind of realized what was happening, I, I realized that Jimi Hendrix was the most important electric guitar player out there you know it's um he just combined everything it was like a hybrid it was uh, everything it was blues it was jazz it was funk it was soul it was rock he was like the first real rock guitar player i know you know we had pink towns and jeff beck jimmy page doing that stuff but hendrix it was so so pure and so extreme and and he, he didn't even realize he was doing it. it was just just oozing out of it it was just like being channeled or something you know so so that that was that was great. So much in such a short amount of time. I mean, yes. As far as Jimmy goes, you know, like absolutely twenty-seven. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's amazing, sure. right? Insane, insane. I wonder if Richie Blackmore knows that you admire him and that you list him as one of your influencers. I wonder if he knows. He, he does actually, and I, I I had a really lovely story that with Richie Blackmore back in the day. You know, you they, sometimes you go, you meet your idol, you don't want to meet your idols just in case they're horrible or they're, or they're having an off day. And I've met a few of mine and they've been awesome. Like I, I met Prince and I, it was just beautiful. You know, I, I 
I met him in a club. He was playing after he'd done an arena show and in Paris. And I said, no guitar on this tour? He said, no, no, maybe on the next tour. Then he got up on, on stage in this club, got a strat and played Red House by Jimi Hendrix. So I was like, thank you. So that, that was wonderful. Uh, had a great Sting story. You Obviously, you know Sting, but um, I, again, I, he's, he's my favourite songwriter. The Police are my favourite band. And and I it just had a wonderful experience. He used to live above me in New York. He, he was in the, the apartment, the, the condo above me. But um, no, I, I met that, him a few times. Is that the one that overlooks Grand Central Park? Not that one. This was on, on the corner of Houston and West Broadway oh, in okay. Soho. So it's, it's a re really cool area. But um, yeah, that was that. And, and Mick Jagger had, had such brilliant experience with Mick Jagger. He was, he was in the studio next to us when we was doing Hysteria. I know. I, um, but you and Mick, I mean, you that would be a great collaboration. I mean, he's worked with Jeff Beck and so on. Well, it is a great story. So is recording with Jeff Beck in this thing. And I'm, I'm trying to listen through the doorway. I'm like going, ah, it's Jeff Beck and Mick Jagger. And so door opens up and it's Mick Jagger. And he goes, hey, man, come on in, man. And I'm like, whoa. So I think it was me and Rick. And he said, have a seat. So we're sitting down in, in the control room. He's doing a lead vocal in the control room. And there's Jeff Beck and Simon Phillips on drums, Doug Wimbish on bass. And we're like, whoa. And he was really cool. And, you know, we was there while he was doing the album. So we got to hang, we got to talk, we got to even go out. And, and he was just wonderful. He was like everything you'd want him to be, just like so knowledgeable, obviously, about everything. You know, you're asking these questions. Go, well, you know, da 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 da. And it's like, wow, insane. Wow. Um, I think that must have been when Mick was doing the She's the Boss album, because it. I'm trying to think of when did Mick and Jeff play together and it was definitely she's the boss and they had that black dude Niall Niall Rogers is it well he was he's the guitar player but um Bernard um oh god Bernard, Fowler? Fowler? Ed, Fa, Bernard Fowler's the singer right all right yeah yeah so yeah. Bernard Edwards was the bass player and she oh, okay, yeah 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 so but yeah Niall Rogers crazy great funk playing yeah it. I think he's on she's the boss as well I mean I don't think he had them all together at the same time right. you know and, and now you don't even have to be in the same room, apparently. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You're not the only one who does that. I remember years ago, a band called OK Go. And they made... Yeah, yeah. Do you know them? I remember the, 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 the song on the... Um, the treadmill. The yeah. treadmill video, right? Yeah, that's right. They told me um, in Berlin, because I used to live there, they, they said, we, ne we never even um, got together. We did it all online. Like, they did the whole album online. Yeah, I, absolutely. Well, we, we had a weird thing. We had um, Love Bites. We recorded like that. But then the song went to number one and we'd never played it live. So we actually had to take two days off and learn it because it's got all these vocals in and it was really hard to sing the parts, play, play the guitar at the same time. <laughs> get all the armies. But we finally got it and it was horrible at first. But we, we do it now and you would never even know, you know. Yeah, and this, this album that's coming out that that's out now did you do that remotely or did you actually get in the studio no we we were supposed to go in the studio and then covid come along they said oh literally the day we were supposed to fly and then everything got kind of grounded so um no we didn't and and you know mainly me and joe was back and forth we we started writing songs for the love of doing it you know we actually didn't even have a record label when we started the record we were like well, what about this song? Wouldn't it be great if something like that? Well, what you got? And then I've got this idea and it 
next morning he'd send it back to me and it would be a song. So we that's how we we done most of it, you know. It was it was great. Cool. Well, you're coming to my area soon. Um, I think this month, so I'm gonna be there. Great. I hope um, and I hope the dot bots, you know, my massage team, I hope they're gonna get their hands on Def Leopard. Yeah, or you know, we're there when you need us. Well, cool. And I need you to do it. Yeah, that'd be cool. Someone sent me a picture um recently. I don't have the book. You wrote a book and there's two pages that mention our meeting in it in 1983. Uh, you you wrote about me in your book and they're like, yeah. did you know about this? I'm like, no, I don't have the book. So I'll get you one. Yeah. I, I need to get, I'll, I'll buy it and I'll, I'll bring it to you. You can sign it. And, um, oh, but you know, I'm definitely going to come to the New York show and um, say hi. It's been a while. It's been way too long. Oh yeah. And, and um, oh, and you're going to headline or is it going to be like everyone taking turns? It's us and Motley taking turns and, and then Poison and Joan go on early. And I think we've got a, a band going on before Joan as well, just to, just to break the ice type thing. Like a festival almost. It is. It's a moving festival. So it's going to be great. And, you know, we were rehearsing in um, Pennsylvania with production rehearsals with all the lights and everything. Everybody go to Pennsylvania. There's another band there right now. Like, uh, what was it the other day? Um, I can't remember. Um, oh, Breaking Benjamin. They're all rehearsing in Pennsylvania too. What's, what is it about Pennsylvania? I don't get it. There's this wonderful facility and it's like, it's designed it's for groups and bands and it's in the middle of nowhere, which is the other great thing. So you can really get on with it. And it, it houses everything. You can put all the light rig up there and the stage and all that stuff. So us and Motley were in there to actually together. We just, we, we'd see each other every other day, Dan. It was just great. Cause great. I hadn't seen them great. Are there any Amish people hanging around? <laughs> well, yeah, actually, the, the, someone said, a cop told one of our people, said, oh, yeah, this guy, he gets blind drunk and he's got a car and a horse. And they stop him. They go, oh, it's okay, because the horse knows where to go. So the guy's <laughs> blind drunk. They just leave him. And he, and he goes, oh, that's, that was the local folklore story. So, yeah. Oh, my God. That's so cute. I mean, I feel the parts of England where people are still riding horses around yeah. because they lost their license from drink driving, but they're allowed to ride their horses. Oh, I didn't know that. That's, that's yes. That's, In Grindleton, yeah. uh, out near um, Blackburn, and right. uh, 4,000 holes in Blackburn, Lancashire. Yeah. A smaller town called Grindleton. And um, I went there a few times to visit an ex, and there was people coming to the bar and parking their horse outside. I'm like, Seriously, and they're like, oh, well, she lost her license from drunk driving. And I'm like, oh, okay. So it, it still happens. <laughs> That's brilliant. Uh, wow. Yeah. Are you, and one other fan asked, um, I can't remember the name, but they said, will, I didn't even write it down because I thought, oh, he's going to say no. But will you ever live in England again? That's what the question was. I don't know. I, actually, I was just over there recently and it was great. It was really, really cool. I mean, I left there because of the weather. That was, that was the main thing. But um, I don't know. I, I don't know. And, and I think, if anything, the weather's kind of scary out here at the moment. You know, it's, yeah. where, where we are right now is okay. But you just the fires, it's like every year there's fires and there's the drought and all of that stuff. So that's getting a bit, it's just dangerous, you know. It's and like, mudslides and stuff. Yeah. I mean, the fires happen because they don't trim the brush away or whatever. It happens every year. Or they, or they set them on fire on purpose, but then they can't control them or something. It's crazy. Well, they got goats out there this time. This is the truth. They got some goats 
that are, are obviously can't, can't do too much of an area, but they've got got them out there actually chowing down and, and doing exactly that. And so instead of burning them, they go, go and have a feast. So that's what's happening right now. <laughs> so they're importing all the goats from somewhere. Absolutely. Yeah. But it must be hard to find Marmite and stuff in LA. No, you can get all that stuff now, you know, Heinz. Vegan? Yeah, yeah. And and veggie might, yeah. I mean, it's, it's an acquired taste. I'm not really a huge fan. And 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 Jackson was like, he loves the jar because we got some here and he, he's like, oh, that's great. I said, well, you want to taste it? And he said, okay. And he, he didn't dig it at all. It was like, just salty. Well, you could use that as punishment later on. Either eat your vegetables or you're going to have to have some Marmite or something like that. There you go. That's, I like that. That's good. <laughs> Instead of washing out the mouth with soap like they did in the 50s. Like if you swear I'm going to wash out your mouth with soap, you can just threaten with Marmite, you know. I think that's a good one. I'll, I'll try that. <laughs> All right, well, I keep getting threatened here on Zoom that we're, we only have two minutes left. I've never had that happen before, but um, I guess I'll let you go anyways because you got to go crack the whip and get the little one in bed. So are you going to bring Helen and Jackson on tour? Or? They, they're going to come out later on, yeah. I think, you know, all, all, all my kids at some point, it's just like, they just kind of take it in turns, you know, they come right. out. So, but yeah, it's going to be different because it's obviously there's this COVID rules. It's, it's not like it used to be, but... Um, the band sounds better than ever. Um, Motley, I, I just, it's just great seeing them. And we have such a great interaction, you know, I've, I've known- Is Tommy Lee on drums still? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. All right, so, uh, let's watch that Pam and Tommy thing on Hulu. Yeah. It's really good, by the way. I'm not, I'm not a fan of their music whatsoever. I have no. massaged them all. They're fun to be around, but I just- Yeah. I know. And, and that Pam and Tommy thing was fucking good. Really? Okay. Oh, wow. I'll, 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 sure. I'll check that out when we're I right. couldn't stop. I could yeah. not stop. I was like binging, you know. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, Have you seen the Sex Pistols one? Pistol? Pardon? Oh, I haven't seen that yet. I'm gonna. Right. It's great. Really? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, that's going to be my next one. I mean, I rarely have time to to watch anything. It's when I eat once a day with my salad. Oh. I'm like, it's either Gordon Ramsay teaching me how to cook. Or it's a rock star biop or something, but I'm going to check out that Sex Pistols one. Is you can check out Pam and Tommy on the bus. I will actually. So Tempeh Setan. Okay, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to write down the name of the protein powder because my fingernails are cracking, my hair is falling out. Oh no! Get 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 this stuff down yeah. So yeah, Tom Brady's TB15 or something. It's protein powder, but yes, yeah, cool. Right, I definitely will take health advice from you. Look at you, you know, so. Oh, thank you. And, and greens, like greens, 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 greens. Oh, geez, all day. I mean, I am, I'm a cow, but I don't have enough, um, you know, yeah. protein. And I like, take supplements as well. You know, I take B12 and D3. You, you should oh, do okay, that. I'm taking B12, but not B3. And D, I'm taking B3. D3, D3 yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's good to add that, especially if you're traveling and da-da-da-da. So, yeah. Yeah, you look... Honestly, Phil, you look like you're 39 years old. Thank you. Thank you. You have not aged at all. So no. you're doing well. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. I will see you at the end of this month. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. All right. Thank you. Helen, Thank you. I'll tell Helen I send my love. I will. Thanks. Okay. All right. Night, Take mate. Care. See you Bye. later. Cheers. Bye. I hope you enjoyed that video conversation between myself and Phil. If you liked it, please click the like button and be sure to follow and subscribe. Thank you.